the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. We're going to get right to it. I want to welcome in uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, who represents Ohio's 4th Congressional District. Congressman Jordan, thanks for coming back uh, and visiting us today on the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you this morning, sir? You bet. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Hope you're uh, all ready for a good Thanksgiving holiday with your family. Uh, one of my favorite holidays. So. Well, let's start there. Then. Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Russell, by the way. Because I okay. actually I sent him a text thinking that I was talking to Congressman Davidson's team who I had scheduled oh, yesterday, okay. and uh, I said, uh, "By the way, are we still good?" He's like, "Oh, we can't do that." I thought I was talking to Davidson's team. Well, long story short, I said, "Well, I, I, I teased the episode. We need him." Well, he made it happen. Okay. So here you are. Okay, okay. Keep that guy. He's good. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Well, Russell's a good man. Thank you. Well, Thank other than you. being a Georgia Bulldog fan, I think he's a great guy. But. That's true. That's true. He's, everyone's got their faults, uh, but that is true. Well, let's let's start with Thanksgiving. What are you most excited about around the dinner table? Is it turkey? Is it green bean casserole stuffing? What is it? Well, we're yeah, we're pretty traditional. I mean, we got we have the turkey. Uh, we have a number of people coming to our home. Um, my wife, I love the pecan pie. She makes the great pecan pie. So Polly's done that already. I saw those yesterday. And, um, pumpkin pie and mashed potatoes. We do those sweet potatoes with all the good stuff on yes. top. It's basically like another dessert, you know. Oh yeah. Um, so all the all the good stuff. And and look, it's I always tell folks it is. Um, you know, we live in the greatest country ever. We do need to be thankful to the to the good Lord for what He is, how He has blessed our country. And in mm. spite of you know some of the crazy policies we see with with this administration, um, it's still the best thing going. And America is an amazing, amazing place. And uh, so we got a lot to thank the good Lord for. Amen. And if it wasn't a great place, uh, our our border wouldn't be what it is right now. Uh, yep. Some of those people yep. trying to come in are nefarious for bad reasons, but. Let's face it, people are still coming here because there is an American dream. Uh, I was going to do this on the back end, but let's start there. Uh, we talked a little bit about the appropriations bills last time we visited. Mm-hmm. How confident are you, Congressman, that border security will be negotiated into uh, whether the the bills that have to be passed by January 19th or the ones that have to be passed by February? Well, I hope. Uh, I mean, I, I truly do because we've never seen anything like this. But uh, what I'm a, what I'm concerned about is it'll be pretend border security. So it'll be a little, a few little things around the edges that are, you know, good policy, but don't address sort of the the, the heart of the matter and the fundamental problem. And and really the fundamental problem is we should have a. You, you can almost do it in one sentence. No money can be used to process or release into the country any new migrants. So you just stop it, and and then you say. Uh, and then you add a second sentence and say, okay, if, if you tie it to something like it's being that what's being talked about is tying border security, immigration enforcement to uh, the foreign aid for Ukraine. Mm. And you say, okay, you're not going to get the money 
um, unless this particular benchmark, unless you've lowered the number of people um, and you've re- removed certain people who've went through the adjudication. So you establish benchmarks mm-hmm. and you say the money doesn't go out, goes out on increments, but only if you hit certain certain benchmarks. So because in other words, you could pass good policy and the Biden administration and my just ignore it. So what you want to have is no, 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 you don't get the money over there unless we get the problem fixed over here. That's the only way it works. And short of that, I'm afraid uh, it'll be it'll be kind of pretend stuff. So that's that's what we're that's what we're trying to focus on. Well, that would be an improvement. Absolutely. Uh, but, but I'll tell you what doesn't seem to be improving yet, and maybe it will. I read an article, <clears throat> and it was in the Washington Times. FBI agent had to erase public vitriol on Trump. And uh, I believe it was your committee that uncovered that. What can you tell us about that whistleblower and his testimony? Well, we've had a number of whistleblowers come forward and told us all kinds of important things about what's going on at the Justice Department. It's just one more, one more example. So, um, you know, God bless these guys who are willing to tell us what's going on. But, but for what, the, the best example is um, the best example, of course, is the two uh, whistleblowers who weren't in the Justice Department but were in the uh, IRS, mm-hmm. Gary Shapley and, and Mr. Ziegler, who came forward. But for those two brave souls, and frankly, the judge in Delaware, they, this this sweetheart deal with with Hunter Biden would have would have would have happened. Yep. And we would have not been able to depose the witnesses we, we, we've done and, and point out what took place here. So um, I, this is just one more example of of the concerns we have in this whole focus. We've had this Congress where we feel like these federal agencies have been turned on the very people. We, the people, the American people turned on the very people they're supposed to serve. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And, you know, I always remind our listeners and I'm going to do it again. Your job is to subpoena witnesses, gather information, do investigations, and then report it to the people. Do you feel that these things are being properly reported in the press? And are you are you seeing public sentiment shift to, well, wait a minute, this is not right. We've weaponized the federal agency against political opponents. I do sense that. And, and polling suggests that the American people's concerns about these agencies, use the FBI and the DOJ as an example, uh, that that by us pointing out the the problems there and, and the political operations there, that uh, it, it is making a difference in the minds of the American people. And I think you could take it a step forward uh, or, or, or further in that some of these agencies have now changed their behavior. There is no longer a disinformation governance board mm-hmm. at the Department of Homeland Security, and that's because we made a big issue of this when we discovered it was going on. The IRS announced three months ago they are no longer making unannounced visits to American citizens' homes. Uh, the commissioner said we're doing this because we're concerned about the safety of our of our agents. Well, that, that's just not accurate. They're doing it because we caught them and yep. we made a big issue of it when they were knocking, in particular, knocking on Matt Taibbi's door while he was testifying in front of our committee. So I already feel like we're making an impact in 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 support of Americans' freedom and what these agencies have pulled back from doing. We we got to keep it up because. You know, there's still concerns we have out there, particularly the ones you've cited with uh, with the FBI, and the Justice Department. Yeah. And I want to point out, Congressman, that it, it wasn't only Matt Taibbi. It was there was an Ohio woman. Actually, I married I, Ohio. Yeah. In our yeah, district. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Yeah. I, I met with her daughter, West. saw her yeah. out and she walked up. She goes, you Jack Windsor? I said, yeah. She goes, thanks for what you do. And by the way, <laughs> my my mother is this person. And thank and she said, yeah. thank God for for Jim Jordan, because. And what happened is the FBI showed up unannounced. In fact, I think they even tried to trick her and, and didn't even want to disclose the name of the agent, why they were there. Right. And yeah. that was going on, not only in some far off place right here in Marion, Ohio. 
And the local police thought this IRS agent was a scam artist. They thought he was trying to you know, rip her off. They were ready to press charges. So you talk about your local police, they're, they're on to these kind of things. you know. And they're like, we think this person's a scam artist. They, they, they met with, uh, with our constituent. And, and, uh, but it turned out he was actually an IRS agent, not, not being square with uh, you know, we the people, with, with an American citizen. And uh, now the good news is, like I said, the IRS has said we're no longer going to make these unannounced visits. A quick question on this, and, and then and then I'll let you roll. Uh, the Biden uh, laun- <laughs> laundering service is what I call it. What can you tell us? Are there any uh, recent developments? Do you think that that's getting any traction, the money that the Biden syndicate has received from foreign uh, governments and, and businesses? I, I, I do, because remember, they all, they all along they said there was Joe Biden didn't know anything about it, wasn't involved. And then we find out he made all kinds of meetings, telephone calls, uh, dinners, with with Hunter Biden, his business partners, and some of the people they were doing business with, including Alina Batarina, uh, the wealthiest woman in, in, in Russia. So um, there's all those kind of facts that are there. There's the checks, uh, you know, the $400,000, the $200,000 check, then the $40,000 check he got. So there's all that data. But I still think this is the, the central story here is, is, is just, you know, I always say a tale as old as time. It's you got a politician who takes certain actions, those actions benefit his family financially, and then there's an attempt to sweep it all under the rug. Yep. And that has all happened here because you see – and the best example is, is to use the Ukrainian energy company, Burisma. Uh, Hunter Biden gets put on the board, fact one. Fact two, he's not qualified to be on the board. He said so himself. Fact three, the, the, the head of this, this company asked Hunter Biden, can you, can you help us with some of the pressure we're under? Can you get a hold of folks in D.C.? Fact four, he calls his dad, and his dad takes specific action that benefits the company – and therefore is benefiting his son, who's getting paid millions of dollars to sit on the board of Burisma. And then, of course, the key fact is... Um, Ten seconds, Congressman. Keep going. Try to sweep it all under the rug. Yep. And you've done all the work to uncover that. Thank you for that. God bless you and your family this Thanksgiving. Thank you for all that you're yeah, doing. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hey, you too, sir. All right, stay tuned. 98.9 FM, The Answer. More on the other side of this break. Hey, welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show on this rainy Tuesday. It's uh, two days away from the day we celebrate our thanks and God's bounty and blessing of this great nation. And uh, big thank you to Congressman Jim Jordan for carving time out of his day to be with us and give us an update on how we might be able to tie some border security to 12 appropriations bills that still need to be passed on Capitol Hill. And it sounds like uh, it's going to be by either adding a a line that says uh, no money can go to process or allow anyone into this country at the border. Or if Democrats want to do what the Biden White House wants to do, which is tie Ukraine funding to these appropriations bills, then You just have to say, well, you can fund Ukraine at X if Y happens at the border, whatever that marker is. And so it looks like there might be some hope. But what a massive disappointment, by the way, that this continuing resolution passed without these things being negotiated beforehand. And uh, that's a problem. 
It's a huge problem. And it's one that I worry about with respect to Republicans getting to the polls. That's another question that I'd love for you to weigh in on if you want to give me a call at 844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. Do you think that this type of ineffectual work in these key moments keeps Republicans at home? Now, I don't know if that will be the case in 24, in this 2024 presidential election, for two reasons. I think Republicans are concerned that our world will forever change if we have to endure four more years of the Biden regime. And to be clear, it's not Joe Biden at the controls. It's probably Barack Obama's third term. He still lives in D.C. Can you name a president that still lived so close to the action after he was out of office? I can't. If you can, let me know who it is. But uh, it's clear that the lights are on, but nobody's home with – with clueless Joe, but I digress there. So do you think that uh, this type of ineffectual behavior will impact how people get out or how many people get out rather in, in 2024? You know, here's the other key piece. We talked about it with uh, Congressman Jordan. It's his committee that uncovered this latest weaponization of the Department of Justice. There's a Florida field agent who was required to scrub his social media accounts. Before he was promoted. And uh, why would he have to do that? Because they contained Trump vitriol. That's why. Another guy who doesn't like Donald J. Trump is promoted within the Department of Justice. And it wasn't as if they didn't know and he was promoted and, oh, my, he might have a bias. It's, no, you got to scrub that so nobody else knows what's in your heart of hearts about Donald Trump. J. Trump. And uh, and I want to play this for you. Uh, this is uh, Steve Bannon on The War Room, and, and I have Steve's permission to play this for you. Uh, but he, he made a, a very poignant point uh, that I think we can catapult uh, and, and talk more about Trump and about 2024 and maybe specifically about you as a conservative or you as a Christian or you as somebody who doesn't support big government. I just want uh, everybody to um, um, focus on the fact that you, they're coming after you in the hardest way possible. That you are the, think about it, the Economist magazine, the magazine of the global elites, says that in 2024, the greatest threat to the world, the greatest threat to the world, not a threat, not one of among a number of threats, the greatest threat in the world is Donald J. Trump and his followers. I want you to think about that. The greatest threat to the world is Donald J. Trump and his followers. Not not the people who are chanting from the river to the sea and uh, supporting genocide of Jewish people. Not people who are supporting global Marxists and for people who haven't studied world history or economic history, uh, planned economies don't do well. Uh, Do we forget about the Soviet Union? And there are many, many, many other examples. 
But here's what's interesting to me, and, and this is the point that I'm going to try to tie up before we, we go to break, and maybe we'll talk about it on the other side. Trump is ahead in Ohio by 12 to 15 points. Ohio has, uh, where are we at, Jeff? 11.7 million ballpark-ish. He says, yeah, about 11.7. I'm not real good at math, but uh, if a majority of people support, then that would mean somewhere between 6 and 7 million people. That's, that's not a radical fringe number. And by the way, Donald Trump is leading in major battleground states right now. Millions more supporting Trump. And uh, I don't know, 70 to 80 million people supported him last election. How, how, how does that equate to being the fringe? And what do you think about people like Joe Biden? Remember, remember him standing up with that red backdrop, with that really angry face, basically calling you a threat to democracy and the greatest threat to this country? And now you have The Economist doing it, which should be your signal. The global elites are all in on this again. And by the way, they were before. I've referred to it a lot. It uh, is that Time Magazine article on the uh, 2020 election. It's titled, The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign That Saved the 2020 Election. It's written by Molly Ball. And it details the cabal. People on both sides of the aisle who did everything in their power to make sure that Donald J. Trump was out of the White House. We know that there were Republicans in office who said, yeah, I support him. But when push came to shove, they didn't do a whole lot. And there were people like Ohio's former governor who started the Lincoln Project, who had so much vitriol for Trump that he actually spoke at the Democratic National Convention in support of Joe Biden. I want you to think about that. So these same elites are going to line up in 2024, and they're going to do everything in their power. Here's the difference. Twitter is now owned by Elon Musk, and I don't think that they're going to be able to tell Twitter what they can censor and what they can release. Facebook is probably still on Team Biden, so I would expect that they're going to make sure they govern and suppress information and promote misinformation that's pro-Biden or pro-whoever the Democrat is. I genuinely believe that uh, Biden may be replaced at the Democratic National Convention, and I think he's going to be replaced by Michelle Obama. That's my guess. Um, But isn't it interesting that the elites, that Joe Biden and, and, you know, local buffoons like uh, State Representative Casey Weinstein from Hudson basically calls MAGA's terrorists – How do you feel about that? And do you think that people are going to buy it again this time around? You know, you cry wolf once and people come to your aid. You do it again and they realize the first time you were lying, they're not going to do it again. And I think that may be what's going on this time. But uh, I'm interested in your thoughts. Call me if you want to talk about it. Uh, More on the other side of this break, 98.9 FM, The Bruce Woolley Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.